the key point is you have to re-establish this relationship and this mm. intimacy. Whenever you feel more distant, you have to work intentionally to re-establish this intimacy that you have. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Jo and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, conflict, money, sex, and much, much more. We hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage. Now, growing up in a broken family can be a challenge to learn to trust someone and be vulnerable again, and especially not to repeat history, <laughs> especially when you've not seen many good marital models in your life. So how do you find support? And we're going to find out more in today's episode. We welcome back Andrew and Yvonne. Welcome back to the Connect2 episode. If you did not download or listen to the last episode, I would highly encourage you to do so because uh, Andrew and Yvonne shared their journey and their story about how Andrew had cold feet just before <laughs> uh, the night before his wedding day actually and almost didn't make it, almost ran away. But thankfully, they went through with it with Yvonne being actually quite clueless about it <laughs> until a few years later. And so today, we're going to dive straight in to talk about not just about divorce and effects, which you can listen to in the previous episode, but we really want to dive into how you have you rebuilt a marriage and a relationship despite our past mm. and despite our family background. Yes. Let me maybe start with the biggest question. Andrew, you shared in the previous episode that you had a lot of self-doubts, you had a lot of self-limiting beliefs as to whether or not you would make it in this marriage. What is that first step that you took towards change or towards ensuring that your marriage doesn't become like your parents? I think when we first started out as couples, we were as clueless as any other new couples. We had to learn along. Definitely, there were some kind of like ground rules. Uh -huh. Okay, I, I think my wife read more. <laughs> okay. She's very interested. So very diligent. In, yeah, very diligent, very interested in, you know, how do I prepare myself to be a wife? How do I oh. prepare myself to be in a marriage? But for me, it's more of like, okay, I let, let me see what to do, you know, as, as I go into it. Well, that's probably quite typical, right? Yeah, yeah, that's quite typical. <laughs> <laughs> the husband versus I'm, I'm the, the wife. I'm the yeah. more typical husband, you know, <laughs> the very diligent wife. <laughs> Okay, so when we went into the marriage, one of the things that my wife actually told me mm. is we set one ground rule. The divorce word, we have to just delete it from our vocab. Was okay. this because, Yvonne, you knew about Andrew's family background? I think it is more of my belief. I think that marriage is something that we should really be very serious about. If we are going into marriage, then we don't think about divorce. If we are thinking about divorce at any point of time at all, then we should never even get married. Right. Uh, this so is what I believe. In other words, even regardless of the family background, right, whether or not you've had good role mm. models for marriage, whether or not you've seen or experienced marriage lasting or breaking. The fact is, what you're saying is that actually, if you think about it and you want to get married, mm -hmm. then we shouldn't entertain divorce because yes. then what's the point? Of yes, getting what's the point of getting married? <laughs> to, to put it very practically, <laughs> if we entertain any thoughts of divorce at all, at the onset of the marriage, it will reduce the motivation to work through problems within the marriage by a lot. It's true. It's yeah, true. because it gives you like a back door. Yeah, yeah. If we cannot work out, there's always that back door that I can so-called rely right. on. Versus if there's no back door. If there's no back door, that means forced to I'm, work through. I am going to be stuck with this person for the next five decades, okay, 50 years, 60 years. I better work something out with this person. 
Right. Of course, some people might say that that's why, you know, marriage is not very enticing because I'm going to be stuck with this. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I think what he wants it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of marriage is to be with, with a person for the rest of your life yeah. and to be assured that this person isn't going to run away. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, otherwise, what's the point? It makes a lot of sense. So that is the first thing. Then the second thing, we actually did quite a lot of things couple routines with like each other. Today we are wearing like couple tea. <laughs> <laughs> intentional, is it? Because you're coming to do that, this podcast that's, that's recording. That's intentional, but that's also something that we always do. Oh, yeah. yeah that, As in when you go out, you're always wearing matching clothes. Uh, yeah, when we go out together, most of the time we are wearing matching clothes. Not on a daily basis, really. Not, not on I a know, daily basis. I know you're yeah, going yeah. to go at different places. <laughs> not on a daily basis, okay. but we do take that effort to wear couple tea or some couple outfit. Like when we go out together on, maybe it's just like a, a family meal or anything like that. We will always wear a couple tea together. And that's something that has been what we do in our marriage. What was the motivation or the object? behind that creates couple routine I think couple routine is very important right yeah something that you do together it's just the, two, only the of two of us you can yeah, do. it's like the two of us it's true I hope my husband's listening to this he refuses, <laughs> he refuses to wear like matching attire we have some like even more interesting things like we say words of love to each other every single day every single day we have routine that we go through that we will say in our own ways, okay, it's too like low, mushy to, to, mushy. Yeah, okay. cheesy to say it here, but every single day we would say without fail. Right. Even when I'm overseas, I'll call back and I will definitely. Okay, let me ask a question that I'm sure our listeners will have. I'm sure you've heard of the love languages, you yes. know, that, that some people are just not words people. Mm. Uh, they're more like touch or they show love, you know, through gifts, through acts <laughs> of service. You know, don't need to say anything, don't need to do anything. I mean, yes. don't need to like. Yes outwardly express public affection especially yes. but you know, as long as I do something nice for you that's a demonstration of my love so because both of you are like words people no both of us are not words people the thing is you have to do the love language of your spouse yeah okay so for her it's acts of service number one okay <laughs> so when I mop the floor she feels loved okay <laughs> when I wash the dishes she feels loved uh-huh. when I hang the clothes okay and do the laundry she feels loved those are the things that I have to do to show her that I love her. And for me, I think she also knows that my love language is touch. So she'll always hold my hand, touch me, pat me. Both of you, neither of you have uh, as your love language words. But I think it's something that we deliberately and intentionally do Mm. to create couple routines because Mm. we are creatures of habits. When we have couple routine that we do together, it creates togetherness. It creates that coupleness in the marriage. That makes what we are special. We are exclusive. Our relationship is different from all other relationships because we have this thing that is exclusive. We have so many things that is just exclusive to each other. Okay, you, 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 you're another one who read the book. So did this come from a book that you read? <laughs> I mean, are these all these great, these great things that you do? Is, is it kind of all your idea? Uh, not all, but some, yes. Most. Okay. <laughs> yes, especially the couple routines. Huh? Let me ask what wise would want to know. How did you persuade Andrew to... Uh, uh, enhance pool. Oh, really? Yeah, he willingly puts on the couple tea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't force him to do it. Yeah. I, I, I think what worked for me as a guy 
Right. In the beginning, I was quite averse to wearing couple tea as well, mm. especially some that is like bright colors and all those mm-hmm, girls. Mm-hmm. In the beginning. So, mm. start early. I think she started very early. Okay. When we how, are in how the, early is early? Like courtship. Courtship period. Yeah. yeah. Like courtship period, you know, yeah. when a guy is in courtship, the project is not... He will do anything. Not, yeah, the project is not ended. Alright, okay. Some of us have really missed the board though. <laughs> yeah, so start early. So, when, when the guy has, hasn't finished his project, you know, get this into a habit. <laughs> okay, this is the one. Okay, couples who have not yet gotten married, please, please. Yeah, don't miss the boat like the rest of us. All right. <laughs> yes, what, what other tips do you have? Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. I think one thing that my wife would agree on is we celebrate, oh. love celebrations, right? We celebrate our birthdays, our anniversaries, Christmas. When you say celebrate, yeah. like... Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, all these special oh, days. Oh, oh. What do you actually do because... Oh, that means we will celebrate with each other. We will buy gifts for each other and then we really go out together, just husband and wife, just the two of us together. We wouldn't invite our family members to go out with us during these special days. Maybe Christmas, we just buy gifts for each other. Christmas, we will celebrate as a family, as a a big family. So Mm. even if you wanted to celebrate, let's say with extended family, that is like an extra, but the first thing you would do for these so-called celebrations that you've already marked out, which will happen every year (laughs) a few Mm. times, is to actually make sure that it's just exclusively both of you. Yes. yes. And, we, and we actually do plan what are we going to do today. We will wear couple tea together. <laughs> we will do something together. You know, chit-chat with each other. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's just couple time. You know, as we get married, first year, second year, there's the novelty, honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. Then as you go along, you know, the celebrations get smaller and smaller. Yeah. Less and less meaningful. But I believe we did quite well in this aspect. So like, after 13 years, you're still doing this? Yes. Yes. Still doing oh, this. Very good. And very diligently. Okay. I think it takes. My it... husband really needs to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I think it takes intentionality. It really takes intentionality to nurture a marriage and relationship. Who is the more intentional one or the... She's the one who is more intentional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she'll remind me, you know, if I take one t-shirt out and I'll wear and she'll say, hey, are we not wearing couple tea? And I'll, oh, yes. Can you choose? <laughs> right. Okay. So because you made the commitment from the very beginning, even though you're not the diligent one, but that commitment allows your wife now to remind you and you won't get offended. Actually, I, I won't get offended because it has already become part of us, part of a habit, a routine, the togetherness. This is what defines us as a couple. Another thing is faith also plays a very big part. Both of us having the, the same faith and we share things about faith with each other and that helps also. Like a part of those habits, like also like praying together, mm. going to church together. Mm. 
Can I ask this question about triggers? Because, I mean, it's all great, right? And earlier on, you talked about removing the D word from your vocabulary in your marriage. But let's be honest, have you really never, ever considered like, why on earth did I marry this person? And <laughs> maybe it would have been better not to? No. <laughs> I've never harbored that thought nor have I ever felt that, you know, it's better not to. There was one. I suddenly woke up and had this, like, revelation. It's like, oh, who is this woman that is beside me, you know? It's like, okay, all right. I suddenly I feel, hey, there's this distance. There was a period, a very short period. And it's very scary because this togetherness has always been there. But that morning, I just woke up and there's this strange distance. I knew that something was wrong. I did not know what triggered it, but something inside happened. And I had to work towards re-establishing that intimacy. So that intimacy, you have to be very aware. It's not like a constant thing, you know, forever you always be intimate with your wife or your husband. Sometimes out of like, maybe it's just routine. Then you just suddenly realize, hey, what am I doing? Or Even what we say in common lingo when you start feeling sien, is it like... I don't think it's like sien, but it's like, what is the purpose of it, you know? Then you have to, the key point is you have to re-establish this relationship and this mm. intimacy. Whenever you feel more distant, you have to work intentionally to re-establish this intimacy that you have. We do need to be more sensitized to actually... I know yes, we always say love is, love is not a feeling, but in that sense, like what you're describing is almost being sensitized to our feelings or emotions such that when we even feel that, how come we are a bit out of love <laughs> with each other or no longer in love or don't feel really in, like loving towards each other that day, we need to address it and not just today. <laughs> so I always tell people loving someone, okay, takes two parts. One is commitment and the other part is actually emotions. The commitment is the one that is solid foundation. The emotion is the one that will go up and down. But without emotion, it's very difficult to hold on to your commitment. So That's you have to true. be very sensitized to the emotions as well. When the kind of relationship, intimacy between you and your spouse is going like lower, you have to be very aware and you have to work towards re-establishing that intimacy. That's very important. Wow, this is good stuff. With that, I want to address our frequently asked questions mm. that we typically tackle each podcast. And today's question is this. I recently went through a divorce. It has been a rough few years for myself and my two children. Now that they don't really have a father figure in their lives, do you have any advice on what I can do to help them have a sense of optimism for their own future relationships? Help yourself. Your child will need uh, an emotionally healthy and stable mom. One of the things that really would help is to be in an emotionally stable environment, which in the current case would be mostly created by the parent who is taking care of the child. Secondly, is also to find help. Don't always assume that you are left with yourself to handle everything. So find help with especially family. Find help with your faith community if you have any. In my growing up years, my mom found help with my uncle. Yeah, mm. one of my uncle, he was always on the lookout for me when I was young. He became like the father figure because you said... You yeah, know, he, he you became like a father figure to me. Oh. And there were many other father and mother figure around me as well. 
So I remember I had this, like my mom has is constantly looking for parental figures for me. It's like I have this <laughs> tuition teacher. He would bring me out, go fishing. And yeah, knowing that I'm from kind of like a broken single family, or broken single family. Yeah. My dad is always not around. My tuition teacher would bring me out, you know, go fishing, go hiking. And he sort of like became a father figure in that phase. I don't think mm. any one of the mm. father figure would be able to like go like decades with me. But every face, I would have like my piano teacher, my school teacher, my yeah. maybe church elder. Different face will have different people around me. So you have to be mm. very aware who is around your child currently. Mm. Perhaps you can speak to that person and ask that person to walk that journey. It's not right. forever, but that journey when he or she is with your child, walk with her or him. So that that person in that phase of your child's life has that figure. That helps a lot, really mm. a lot. It would take the wife, in this case, the wife who's asking, some courage though to be able to be comfortable making it known that like her own marriage has fallen apart or failed and she is therefore seeking help yes. or looking for people. Okay, But your mom did that for you. Like I said, it would take a lot of courage. Yes. Yvonne, do you have any <laughs> words of encouragement or maybe some tips for, for the wife who's asking here? Don't give up. I think her kids needs her most right now since they are still so young. And then she can apply what Andrew has shared mm -hmm. and then really to keep going. Don't give up halfway because it is not an option. So I would really like to encourage her to keep on going and be strong for her kids. I mean, I, I would say that I'm emotionally quite healthy today. Not fully whole, but emotionally... I and that any of us are <laughs> Yes, <it>. indeed. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I do think that I'm emotionally quite healthy today. Mm. Uh, very good marriage. Don't give up. I hope whoever's asking that question, or if you have a similar question, that this is of some encouragement to you, that there is hope, especially for moms. I think when we have our kids' <laughs> lives at stake, um, that kind of also gives us that extra boost of courage and strength uh, to keep on going and not give up. Today, I think we've heard how it is really so important to be intentional in practicing what we've introduced to as a couple habits, <laughs> a couple daily practices even, and that helps to make our marriage really exclusively, you know, unique, belonging to us as the husband and wife uh, because of, of our unique habits and traits that, that mark our marriage. Of course, it's great if we would start early <laughs> um, and not miss the boat especially the one on couple tire but <laughs> well um, maybe before we go Andrew and Yvonne do you have any last words for our listeners okay I think we have to really drive to outdo each other in love wow okay that's so a really good one whenever we both of the couple strive to outdo each other in love you can really feel that you know the relationship is progressing mm. but even though if let's say the other party is not doing their part, which is often the case, don't give up. Do your part and one day the other person will reciprocate in some way or another. For myself, I think I cannot emphasize further. I would like to emphasize again the part about divorce because if divorce is ever an option, then don't ever get into the marriage. So never ever think about divorce if you are thinking about marriage. I think this is 
the last words that we would like to give to yeah, the public. That is so critical because yeah. that forms the foundation, the basis from which we work at our relationship and our marriage together. Otherwise, it's kind of pointless, right? Well, in each episode, we actually end off with a couple challenge for couples to do and share with each other. So today's couple challenge, why don't you take five minutes, whether or not you're listening to this with your spouse, even if you're not, grab your spouse, just take five minutes and decide identify one couple habit or practice that you can have and that you will start doing with immediate effect. Even if you've missed the boat, I'm sure there are others we've heard today from Andrew and Yvonne. Thank you both for coming to share with us, sharing with us your lives, giving us a little bit of insight into your very unique marriage and relationship. Thank you. Uh, giving us hope, you. you know, for those of us who perhaps don't come from very good family backgrounds, but to know that there is always hope, there's always a fresh start. Uh, we can always do better and outdo each other, even in marriage, <laughs> such that we have a really great and thriving relationship relationship together. So you've heard the tips. Remember, take five minutes, go identify a couple habit or practice that you will start doing as exclusively husband and wife. With this, we hope this podcast has given you some practical handles on how to strengthen your relationship and also to deal with a difficult past if you have one. If you're looking out for more resources to grow your relationship and marriage, do visit our website at family.org.sg to browse our articles or check out our upcoming events. We hope by now you've already subscribed to our Connect podcast and follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And as always, do share this episode with a friend who may benefit from it. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.